0: David, there was one thing that you mentioned sometime back. You were talking about value of the dollar, particularly against South American currencies and what that was going to mean when their safrinha corn crop begins to get out of the field. Where are we on that particular count?
1: Yeah, I'm just amazed because this real strength against the dollar is unbelievable because, you know, for a long time, I've put it on the air. The real is going down, going down. Well, a couple months ago, the real started to turn up. It went into a little correction phase. Everybody says, oh, the real's topped out. And all of a sudden, the real broke out to the upside. It wasn't a correction. It was a bull flag, which means it's going to go a lot higher. And it, the higher the real goes against the dollar, the cheaper our grain's going to be, and the more expensive the Brazilian grain becomes because of the real's value. So what that means for us, we're competitive without even trying. Because all of a sudden, <laughs> our grain price is cheaper while well, it's still high here. The Brazilian price is higher, but they don't get much business for that. So it's it's an amazing turn of events, and I think it's one that's well worth watching. And there's been no yeah. topping interest, especially when you look at the Russian ruble that's worth less than a penny right now. Here the real is going to all sorts of new highs. In fact, somebody pointed out they've taken out a 12-year downtrend line on the real. They, they think it's really going to go up. So. Fine.
0: Let's see how high it goes. John, any indications in the numbers that uh, would, would give us some idea about how much this business in Ukraine is affecting global supply and demand?
2: today's numbers no i didn't see anything there frankly i would have expected maybe again the export numbers to have been increased because of the ukraine situation but the government prefers at this point not to try to factor a number in there but i think the telling story about the report was very simple the numbers came out very close to expectations in fact the first reaction was that the numbers were a little bit bearish to neutral and the market went sharply higher, especially on soybeans. Now, And we set new highs. Yeah. That's very telling. That tells you that there's underlying super strength in the markets. We get a neutral to bearish report, and the market goes in exact contradiction to that by going sharply higher and setting new contract highs in some cases. That's very telling. I'd also like to point out the new crop corn-soybean ratio is staying below 2.1. It closed at about 2.09. And let's remember, folks, that favors more corn acres, and so that gets us into the into the planted acres for this year. And, and I still maintain that the uh, June acres number is going to increase corn acres because right now the economics favor planting corn. You make more money by planting corn, despite the higher input costs.
0: Well, I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that because one of the thoughts that I had right after the report came out was, oh, looking at the thing, the USDA's estimate for planted acres we got last week really threw the market for a for a, a loop, you know. But dropping corn acres and adding bean acres. And David, I'm It's kind of wondering, you know, what was it about the wasD numbers uh, that might prompt farmers to plant more corn acres?
1: Yeah, the fact that we're still telling them that we're going to hold the course here And the fact that they did change the feed usage, they dropped that a bit. I can agree with that completely, but they changed ethanol demand, which is perfect. I think that market's anticipating the E15 order at some point this year. Well, thank you, John. I I know-
2: break on that E15. (laughs) It's not gonna make much of a
1: difference. There's John's opinion, folks. (laughs) He doesn't like ethanol. We're not gonna go into that. But the point I really wanna stress is the market definitely is looking at a very good planning situation money-wise. Weather-wise, I can't get excited about that because it's cool and wet and typical weather we're seeing now, warmer days and cooler days. So that doesn't make your best situation to plant corn in. But the fact is, everyone's pointing their finger at a hot and dry summer this summer. And, you know, I was telling John recently, I says, I I can't buy this hot and dry summer because everybody's talking about a hot and dry summer. And 82% of the traders are bullish corn, only 17, 18% are bearish. That's usually when the whole thing starts to go combust. So it was interesting, after the report came out, the corn sold off, beans and beans wheat were selling off. They were positive. Right away, they started going down into the negative territory. and It was amazing, wasn't it, John? All yeah. of a sudden, whammo it came swarming right back well, yeah. there is a huge huge buy interest in this market and anytime you put the market at a negative price level on the day it seems like people come out of the woodwork and start buying it up so yeah. there's a very very positive bias to the market everybody are usually wrong
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah when everybody's going in one direction you probably need to look and see what's going the other direction John speaking of that CRP acres I think your response to the CRP acre conversation was the same as it was to ethanol a great big light bull. How are you feeling about it now?
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, you know, everybody says, uh, everybody, everybody, again, i talking about everybody, said that the, there won't be any additional acres coming out of CRP, and and, and doing uh, talking to farmers and doing some surveys, I would agree that appears to be the case. Again, if prices continue to go higher, I'm not so sure about that, yet, but all the strong indications are now there will be little influence coming from CRP.
0: There were some other things going on this week, uh, David. Where's my
2: final report? You well, it you know, just just going.
0: Just hold your horses there for a second. We're going to we're going to talk livestock. So hold your horses, and David and I will will talk about. i We'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about boy, cattle and hogs. He can't wait. To I'm get telling get you what. His
1: knuckles are white.
0: Somebody tackle that boy and throw him to the ground and just hold, sit on him for a second here while we get, get to this other stuff. Still, some things going on with regard to livestock, particularly beef, with regard to South America. David, you know, early on we were hearing weather issues with the Crops in South America, that Brazil was going to be using a lot of that corn that they were getting for their beef trade. They were going to be sending it south to the livestock areas because that was so important to the country, and uh, that was going to cut into their exports. What are you hearing lately?
1: Well, you know, they had those BSE cases, which some said they're ischemic. There's no spread of it there. But for a while, you saw everybody was canceling the beef export sales from Brazil. So that certainly threw them into a logjam. Thank you. The cat I do see the beef export sales returning from Brazil. You know they are the largest beef exporter in the world, and boy, do they like cattle in that world down there. But the Chinese have been pretty consistently buying beef, although they didn't last week, as you mentioned to me before. They're interested in buying some pork for their reserves. Which I think makes a big difference. And look what we did this week: pork sales jumped up to 41.2 from the lower number last week of around 20. Mexico bought 13.2. Yeah, again, the big buyer. China bought 13. A very strong number and japan bought 5.1 beef export sales were only 14k and china was missing i didn't see them anywhere japan and korea were the big buyers and then mexico made up the last of the list right but you know we tend to go back and forth on this livestock sales but the big big story right now for the cattle markets especially is that we know that the cattle numbers are going to be increasing from the placements we saw last fall but right in here we're still in an area we're seeing fewer cattle availability and we're also seeing weights dropping which i've been waiting for that to happen since the end of january it's finally happening, but we know the cattle numbers are going to increase, so the packers aren't really pushing, but the point is the consumers are pushing because we're seeing barbecue weather coming and beef sales, beef marketing is going very, very well at this point. Continued cases of the uh, bird flu, especially being reported here in Indiana again, I think it is a negative for poultry, although it really isn't. People always assume you can get bird flu from the uh, chickens. No, not necessarily at this point. The pork and beef demand has been better than expected this spring and the start of the barbecue Thank season looks very, very good.
0: Yeah, well, and to your point, you know, a lot of people worried about whether or not we're going to have enough eggs for Easter, and apparently uh, that has turned out to, after I think everybody crunched the numbers, realized, nah, we're going to have enough. We'll be good. Easter is still on. It is not canceled for this year. And we have not canceled John's final word. Now, he did have a false start here. We understand he's a little jacked up about doing this, so I guess it's your turn there, Kavanaugh. Go for it. All
2: right. I got a little anxious there. I'm over it. I would like to point out something that I'm surprised neither one of you mentioned uh, because this is kind of crucial is that there were rumors in the market uh, earlier this week that China had bought up to 2 million tons of US corn. I assume that's a combination of old crop and new crop but that's extremely significant. Now we had no confirmation of that this past week. However that's the way that usually works. You hear the rumors and it's several days before it's confirmed. So keep your ears open. I think next week you're going to start getting some confirmation of China buying more corn out of the US us.
0: Thanks, guys. and Cavanaugh brought to you today by the Allen County Farm Bureau, talking about the bonus benefits when you become a member of your local Farm Bureau. And one of the ones that I took advantage of recently was a discount on our hotel when Mimi and I went down to Indy. And you can take advantage of that, too, with a membership to your Farm Bureau. All you have to do is flash your Farm Bureau membership card, and boom, you get some savings. But like I always say, the biggest benefit of a Farm Bureau membership is the way the Farm Bureau fights our battles on issues like taxes, waters of the U.S., broadband, and the number one thing, making sure families can keep farming and keep it in the family. Support your local Farm Bureau by simply becoming a member. Go online to itpaystobeamember.org.
1: Podcasts by Federated Media.